0: Ladies and gentlemen, this program is for you, not your children. The subject is of vital importance to you as parents. This is the story of a vicious man.
1: The story you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect
2: the innocent. Fatima Cigarettes, best of all long cigarettes, brings you Dragnet. You're a
1: detective sergeant. You're assigned to homicide detail. Two small girls are reported missing. Somewhere between their homes and a neighborhood grocery store, they dropped from sight. Your job, find them. If you want a long
3: cigarette, smoke the best of all long cigarettes. Smoke Fatima. Fatima is the long cigarette which contains the finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos... ...superbly blended to make Fatima extra mild. And that's why Fatima has a much different, much better flavor and aroma... ...than any other long cigarette. That's why Fatima has more than doubled its smokers coast to coast. So, if you want a long cigarette... Smoke the best of all
2: long cigarettes. Smoke Fatima. Dragnet, the documented drama of an actual crime. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department, you will travel step by step on the side of the law through an actual case from official police files. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action.
0: It was Monday, October 27th. It was cloudy in Los Angeles. We were working the night watch out of homicide detail. My partner's Ben Romero. The boss is Thad Brown, chief detectives. My name's Friday. We were on the way out from Central Division. It was 16 minutes past 8 p.m. when we got to South Peoria Street. Number 267.
4: Short gloomy, uh... Yeah, it's sultry. Looks like we're in for some rain.
0: Yes, sir. Police officers. Is Lieutenant Barker here?
4: Yes, you want to come
0: in? Thank you. This is Sergeant Romero. I'm Sergeant Friday, Central Homicide.
4: How are you? My name's Claude Jimmerson. Uh, Lieutenant Barker's in here uh, on the phone. Hi, now. Captain. Yeah.
5: I'll let you know. Hey,
4: How's it going, Lieutenant?
5: Not good. You met Mr.
4: Jimmerson? Oh, sure. Sit down, gentlemen. Would you like some coffee? I can have the no, wife thanks. make some. No, thank we you. We didn't you want, want
5: to bother the girl's parents any more than we had to... Jimerson here is one of the neighbors. He's been nice enough to let us use his phone. The kid's disappeared about four this afternoon, is that right? At 3.45. Got out a local broadcast on him. Here's a missing report.
0: Thank you, John. Thelma Griswold, age 11. Barbara Sperry, 7-year-old. You talked to both families.
5: Yeah. At 3.30 this afternoon, Mrs. Griswold sent her daughter to the grocery store down on Sycamore Avenue. It's about 10 blocks from their home... The um, Sperry girl, a friend of hers, she went with her. Anybody at
4: the store remember seeing them?
5: According to the grocery clerk, they were there about 3.45. Mother gave the kids a note. She bought a loaf of white bread, a half pound of bacon, a dozen oranges.
0: Yeah.
4: That's right, Sergeant. I hope nothing's happened to the kids. We've been neighbors to the Griswolds for years. Sperry's, too.
0: Did you notice if the little girls were going in the direction of their home?
4: Yes, they were. The last time I saw them, they were about a block away, heading straight for home. Little Sperry girl had a dog with her. Champ, I think they call him.
5: He's a collie.
0: And he's missing, too. Right?
5: That's right, Joe. Not a trace of the kids or the dog. Juvenile officers from 77th Street have been checking the neighborhood for the past three hours.
0: Mm-hmm. Are the girls in the
4: habit of wandering off like
5: this? say no. It's the first time.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thanks very much, Mr. Jimerson.
4: Well, oh, not at all, Sergeant. Sure you won't have a cup of coffee? No, no, thanks.
0: We don't like to bother you, but we may have to check back with you later tonight. Routine questions. If
4: I can help out in any way
5: to find those girls, let me know.
0: Yeah, we'll let you know, And Thanks again.
5: Nice fellow. Most of the neighbors we talked to have been the same. Anxious to help. Some of them are out with our juvenile officers now, trying to dig up a lead on the kids. You check the movie theater and the playgrounds in the neighborhood. Everything, Joe. Those are some of your men from juvenile, Lieutenant? Yeah, looks like it. Yeah, Schwartz and Preston. Lieutenant? Yeah, Preston, all you got? Found the kid's dog, the collie. Where? Just above Sanchez Drive, up
0: in the hills. Hope it's no indication. How do you mean? Dog's dead. The collie dog was taken to a veterinarian on Jefferson Boulevard to be examined for cause of death. We put in a call to the office and a special detail of men was assigned to aid in searching the area where the dog was discovered. We got out an all-points bulletin. The fathers of the missing girls and a dozen neighbors joined in the search. With the aid of flashlights, we started from the end of Sanchez Drive, and as best we could, we covered the ground for almost a full mile back into the Sunset Hills. 10.55 p.m. It started to thunder. The search went on. The hilly terrain and thick patches of scrub oak didn't make the job any easier. 11.15 p.m. started to rain. Watch your step, Joe. The rocks are slippery. Yeah. I can't figure it. Not a sign. What do you think? I don't know. Wait a minute. Flash your light over here. No, here. See something? I thought I did. Yeah. Scrap of brown paper.
4: Who's this coming?
0: Sergeant, is that you? Oh, Jimerson?
4: Yeah, what's that you got? I found it. Right down there, just off the path. Paper say. Look. A uh, loaf of bread,
0: a few oranges, a package of bacon.
4: Where'd you find it? Right down there. Mr. Holmcrest and me, we were... Heading back for the cars when I saw this bag lying to one side of the bush.
0: We'll take it, Jimerson. Thanks. Let's go, man.
4: That means that Barbara and Toma were up here today.
0: You haven't mentioned that to either one of the girls' fathers. No, I haven't. Good. They're having a hard enough time as it is.
5: (coughs) Friday, Ben. See him for a minute.
0: Yeah. Excuse us, Mr. Jimerson. Certainly. Yeah. Schwartz and I checked with the vet to examine the dog. What did he say? Says the dog was beaten to death. We made another attempt to continue the search of the Sunset Hills area for the two missing girls, but the heavy rain and the darkness made the job impossible. The rain had also destroyed the physical evidence at the spot where we had found the grocery bag. We went back to Jimerson's house and called the office again. Another detail of men was assigned to be on hand to help in the search when it resumed at daylight. Chief of Detectives Thad Brown and Captain Harry Elliott of Homicide were notified of late developments. At 25 minutes past midnight... We started to retrace the steps of the two missing girls from the time they left their homes at 3.30 the afternoon before. We covered every foot of ground along the route which the girls reportedly took on their way to the grocery store. We got the grocery clerk out of bed and interviewed him again. We talked with two elderly ladies in the neighborhood who said that they had seen the missing children between 3 and 4 p.m. the previous afternoon. They could add nothing to what Jimerson had already told us. 3.30 a.m. was still raining hard. We drove back to South Peoria Street and sat in the car. The lights were still burning in the homes of the missing youngsters, the Griswolds and the Sperrys. Jimerson asked us in for coffee again. This time we accepted. We went in and sat around the kitchen table. Glenn Chandler and Stendhal from Homicide, Lieutenant Barker, Ben and myself. Jimerson's wife made the coffee. There wasn't much talking.
5: You want more coffee?
4: Hmm? Oh, oh yeah. thank you, Miss Jimerson. All right. Thank you.
5: You want some more?
4: No, thanks. It's fine.
5: You want some more coffee? You
4: got enough, Sure, Lieutenant. Plenty. Go ahead.
5: Fill the sugar bowl, will you, Amy? Empty. There isn't any more. You never do things right. I told you to get some at the store today. You told me? Yeah, that's all right, Jimmerson. Never use it anyway. Thanks. Never do anything right. All right, Amy, go to bed.
4: She's a little upset. Not feeling too well.
0: Well, I guess we'd better be going, Jimerson. Thanks.
4: No, that's all right, Sergeant. She didn't mean you. It's this whole thing, I guess. Got everybody on edge. There's still a chance they may be all right.
5: How do we explain the bag of groceries we found back in the hills? And the
4: dog. If anybody's hurt those kids, we'll take care of him right here in this neighborhood. He'll get what's coming to him.
0: Somebody at your back door. Oh, yes, I'll be.
4: Sergeant Friday here? Yes, he's here. Come on in. Hey, Sergeant. Hi, right, Tom. Hi.
0: What do you got?
5: Mr. Griswold, Joe.
0: Says he'd like to have you come over and talk to him. Figures it'll make his wife feel better, all broken up. Sure. Come on, Ben. We'll be over at the griswolds lieutenant all
5: right
4: thank you for the coffee james not at all if you get a chance tell griswold how sorry everybody is we'll help all we can
0: sure bad night yeah did you check by the sperry's house tom
5: mm-hmm mother's trying to get a little sleep father's still sitting up mm, there he is by the window
0: Uh, this is the Griswold home. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah. They're
3: gonna ask questions. What are we gonna tell them?
0: I don't know. It could be all right. Kids do funny things sometimes. Maybe, but they don't murder their pet dog. Like a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer, the police officer comes to realize that there's only so much that can be learned from his books. Time and experience make up the rest. The police manual contains no stock answers for the grieving wife who has just lost a husband in an auto accident. No firm but polite reply to the belligerent motorist handed a traffic tag. No words of reassurance for distraught parents of missing girls, ages 11 and 7. Whether it's trapping criminals or comforting parents, you find the right answer the hard way. There isn't any other way. We sat and talked with the Griswolds for a full hour. We didn't tell them about the dog or the bag of groceries. Until the fate of the two little girls was definitely decided, we figured giving them the information would serve no purpose except to add to their worries. Five minutes past 5 a.m., almost a full hour until daylight was still raining.
5: George, maybe the officers would like some breakfast before they leave.
0: No, thank you kindly, Miss
4: Griswold. We had some sandwiches about an hour ago.
5: Sure I can't fix you something? It's no trouble.
4: No, sir.
0: Thanks, anyway. Thanks.
5: Terrible night.
0: Now Helen, just, just a little while longer. We'll, we'll find the girls. It'll be daylight soon. Uh, Mrs. Griswold, some of your neighbors tell us that there were two strangers here in the neighborhood this afternoon.
5: Yes, but that was earlier. Mrs. Nelson next door and I were talking about it. One was a gardener looking for work. The other one was selling books.
4: What time were they around, ma'am?
5: book bookseller was here about noon. The gardener. About 2 o'clock.
0: Mm-hmm. How is your daughter about strangers? Does she make friends easily?
5: No, no. Not at all. Thelma's very careful about that. She'd never go with a stranger, I'm sure of it.
0: But... Why do you ask that question, Sergeant? Have you found out something? No, sir. No, we haven't. It's just a routine check, that's all.
5: can't understand it. The girls. Out in all this rain, something must have happened. I know. Yeah, now, Helen, you've been doing fine. Don't let down now. Joe. Hmm? Chief Brown's car just pulled up outside.
0: Thanks, sir. Ben? Yeah. Thank you very much, Mr. Griswold, Ms. Griswold. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Here, let let me show you the door. We'll meet at the end of Sanchez Drive, Mr. Griswold, about 6 a.m. It should be light enough by then. All right. Oh, uh, Sergeant, there is a chance, isn't there? The girls are all right. There's a good chance. You try not to worry. Come on, Ben. Track me. hmm You want to check with Barker again and see if any of his men have a line on the two men here in the neighborhood yet? Right. If you want us, we'll be in Thad Brown's car.
4: All right, Sergeant.
0: What time you got, Joe? 20 to 6. It's getting light now. Yeah. Let's get out of this rain. Gentlemen,
1: you look a little wet.
0: I could stand a dry pair of shoes.
1: Still no trace of the kids? You heard about the dog
0: and the bag of groceries.
1: Yeah. Nothing else since then?
0: No. It'll be light in a couple of minutes, and we can start searching the hills again.
1: I ordered up another detail of men to help. They're parked up on Sanchez Drive. Captain Elliot's
0: with them. Good. We can use all the help we can get. That's rough terrain. There's a lot of ground to cover up there. You should talk to everybody in the neighborhood. Yeah, parents too. They help you much? Well, they told us there were two strangers in the neighborhood before the girls disappeared. We're having them checked out. Yeah. Griswold thinks the kids would be safe on that count. Says his daughter's afraid of strangers, never goes near them. hmm How much area did you cover in the hills last night? About a full mile, wouldn't you say, Ben? Hmm? Starting from Sanchez Drive straight back into the brush.
4: It wasn't too thorough. Not enough men, not enough light.
0: You got plenty of both right now. Ten minutes past 6 a.m., Tuesday, October 28th. The search of the Sunset Hills area was resumed. 150 officers spread out over a two-square-mile area with orders to probe every foot of ground. With them were almost 50 volunteers from the neighborhood. The rain settled to a cold, steady downpour. The mud was ankle-deep. 8.30 a.m., no sign of the missing youngsters. 10.30, still no sign. The search went on. A neighborhood restaurant owner sent out five-gallon jugs of hot coffee for members of the searching party. After six continuous hours combing the hill, still no results. Chief Brown, Ben, and I went to the car for a cup of coffee and a cigarette.
4: It's got me beat. Those
1: kids wanted off. They had to come in this direction.
0: Well, they couldn't have headed toward town. Somebody would have noticed them, sure.
1: Yeah. No leads at all on that APB you sent out? Two. They both fizzled. The youngster's up in those hills someplace. Gotta be. Are you two ready? Yeah. Let's go.
4: Sure doesn't figure. Two square miles. We've been over it twice.
1: go over it
0: again. Find them. Thelma Griswold, age 11. Barbara Sperry, age 7. Tuesday, October 28th, 2 p.m. They were still missing. Another detail of men from Metropolitan Division were dispatched to aid in the hunt. The daily newspapers played the story across the front page. Wire services bulletined the news across the country. Radio newscasters covered the story at the scene. On South Peoria Street, the two mothers sat in their homes and waited. The search went on. It stopped raining. Did
4: you cover that patch of underbrush over
0: there, Joe? Yeah. Watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired. Oh yeah. Let's swing up this way. All right. Anything? No, nothing. All right, come on. Almost 2 30. Yeah. Too much coffee, sour stomach. Me too. You got a cigarette, I'm out. Oh, here. Yes. Ryan a. Romero!
5: Come on
0: Rustin, what do you got? What is it? They found him! They found the kids! Come on. Watch it, Ben. Bad spot here. Yeah, it's slippery. Thelma Griswold had brown hair and brown eyes. About four feet, six inches tall. She had a bunch of wildflowers in her hands. Barbara Sperry had blonde hair and blue eyes. She held a bunch of wildflowers, too. Friday? Chief. Who found
1: them? Jemerson, some of the neighbors. Huh. Dear God. Preston. Yes, sir? Uh, get something, cover him up. Yes, sir. Come on. Yeah. I've been a cop 32 years and never seen anything like that. I hope I never do again.
4: Must have been a maniac. Had to be.
1: The lowest kind,
0: depraved. Anybody call the crime lab? Yeah, the area's been cleared family's been notified? Not yet. I'll have to tell them. Do you want to come along? No, that wouldn't be any good. Two lives, what can you say? Whoever did it ran up a big bill.
1: They're going to pay it.
2: You are listening to Dragnet, authentic stories of your police force in action. Now listen to these authentic reports about Fatima cigarettes.
3: Sales reports show that Fatima has more than doubled its smokers from coast to coast.
2: Smokers' reports give the actual reason for this astonishing gain.
3: Hear what Mr. W.B. Williams of New York has to say about Fatima. I
2: like its even mildness,
3: no irritation. There's something about the taste of Fatima that doesn't seem to be in any other cigarette. In the words of Miss Marie Blacker of Chicago... My friend...
0: Are switching to Fatima too. It's much the best of long cigarettes.
3: Listen to this statement by Miss Cecilia Marr of Los Angeles.
0: I like Fatima best. It's so mild and has a wonderful flavor.
2: Yes, from all reports, Fatima is the best of all long cigarettes.
3: Enjoy extra mild Fatima yourself.
2: It's wise to smoke extra
0: mild Fatima. <laughs> Five minutes after the bodies were discovered, the hunt for the psychopathic killer was underway. Lee Jones and his crew from the crime lab arrived and took pictures of everything that could possibly have a bearing on the crime. Physical evidence was hard to find. The heavy rain had destroyed any possible chance there might have been of finding footprints. When the crew from the crime lab was finished, the coroner arrived and took the bodies to the county morgue for autopsy. An immediate roundup of all known sexual psychopaths in the area was ordered. They were taken into homicide for questioning. So were the people from the South Peoria Street neighborhood whom we had talked with previously. The questioning went on all through the night. Together with a half a dozen officers from Homicide Detail, we narrowed down the field. Wednesday, October 29th, 7 a.m., we checked in with Chief of Detectives Thad Brown.
1: Gentlemen, you must be tired.
0: Got a few hours sleep last night.
1: Could use a few more. Sorry, we have to keep moving on this.
0: Did you see the papers this morning?
1: Yeah, they're like everybody else crying too late. Someday people are going to learn you don't fool with these degenerates. You take precautions or you get the consequences.
0: There's no in-between. There's usual talk going around town. It's supposed to be all our fault, letting the psychos run loose.
1: No, we don't make the laws. We enforce them. Until we get something to work with, laws with teeth in them, these atrocities are going to go on.
0: Nobody seems to care. We pick them up, they serve a few days, pay a fine, and they waltz out of here. Nobody cares. And sure pity them,
1: don't cure them. Nature played a trick on them. Feel sorry for them until they kill a kid. It's not a firm law to cover them as they are. We have to wait till they murder somebody.
0: We've got a better law for mad dogs. We don't let them run loose till they bite somebody. Those two little girls ought to prove something. How the parents making up?
1: What you might expect. Shocked. hysterics. Excuse me. Brown speaking. Who? Uh, send Chandler. They finished questioning that bunch we brought in yesterday. Oh, Chief. Ben, Joe.
0: How many possibles, Glenn?
1: None. Before we had left, established airtight alibis. We checked their registrations, gave them their releases.
0: Where does that leave us?
1: We start from scratch.
5: I don't think so, Chief.
0: You got a hunch?
1: A little better than that, Joe. I'm sold. What do you mean? You said the parents told you the little girls were afraid of strangers, wouldn't go near them. Yeah, try. We got the same reactions from some of the neighbors we talked to the day before yesterday.
0: Yeah?
1: Now we find out that all the known psychos in the area are clear, perfect alibis.
0: Well, you figure the killer couldn't have been a stranger to the little girls. Sir. That's right.
1: There were only two strangers in the whole neighborhood the day the girls disappeared, the gardener and the salesman. And both of them have been checked and cleared. Mm Mm-hmm. As far as we know, the little girls wouldn't have gone that far up in the hills alone of their own accord, and they wouldn't have gone with a stranger. They had to be lured there, and by someone they knew. Any ideas? Could have been one of the neighbors.
0: No, we checked every possible out there, Glenn. We questioned them a half a dozen times. So have I. There's one that might fit. Who's that? Claude Jimerson. (laughs) Glenn Chandler had been a veteran homicide officer before Ben or I joined the department. He was tall, quiet, and reserved. He had a good reason for everything he did, for everything he thought. The three of us sat down and tried to put the pieces together. Number one, Chandler uncovered a point that Ben and I had missed completely. Jimerson and his wife were not close friends of either the Sperry family or the Griswolds. For a near stranger, he showed an extraordinary interest in the welfare of the children after they disappeared. Number two, Ben and I discovered that Jimmerson's wife had an eight-year-old boy by a previous marriage. The child did not live with them. Mrs. Jimerson told Chandler that her husband had been cruel to the boy. She refused to elaborate. Number three, Jimerson was the last person to see the children alive. Number four, the bodies of the children had been well hidden in the underbrush. Jimerson found them. Number five, Jimerson had bent over backwards to make friends with the investigating officers right from the start. As any veteran officer can tell you, that's not the usual attitude. At 8.30 a.m., Chandler, Ben, and I left the office. We spent the day digging back 15 years into Jimerson's life. We got back to the office just after midnight. Thursday, October 30th, 10 a.m., we checked in.
5: Okay, Joe, all ready.
0: Thanks. Come on, Ben. Yeah. Good morning, Mr. Jimerson.
4: Oh. How are you, Sergeant? Glad to see you. Sit down. Sorry to bother you again. Not at all. Glad to help. Anything new turn up?
0: Did you kill those two little girls?
4: That's a funny thing to ask. Of course not. You know that.
0: We ask everybody the same thing. Hope you're not offended. Oh, you kind of surprised me. I didn't know. Did you kill those little girls?
4: I don't understand. I told you no. Of course not.
0: It's a stock question. Routine. Did you kill them?
4: Now look, Sergeant. How many times do I have to tell you no?
0: Sorry. You don't have any children, do you? No, we don't. No stepchildren.
4: No, why? Before you moved out to South Peoria Street, you and the wife lived out in West
0: L.A., didn't you?
4: Kelton Avenue? Well, yes, how'd you know?
0: You recall a Mary Gibbs out there? Gibbs? No. Six-year-old girl, you were charged with molesting her. That was back in 1944. They were crazy, they never proved it.
4: Before Kelton Avenue, you lived in Santa Monica on 10th Street, is that right?
0: Yes. It was an eight-year-old
4: girl, Donna Honrath. That kid lied, too. She asked me to fix her doll buggy. I never went near her. What about your stepson? Why isn't he living with you? Why did your wife send him to live with her sister? Amy's crazy. I never harmed the boy. We didn't get along, that's all. It got on my
0: nerves. You've had four jobs in the past five years. What were they? I don't know
4: what you're talking
0: about. You were a janitor at a grammar school down the south end of town, then a gardener at a children's playground, then you were a shoe salesman, children's shoes, Then you worked at another grammar school.
4: What does all this mean, anyway? What are you getting at? Have you ever been in jail? Once. Six months. There was some
0: trouble. What kind of trouble?
4: I didn't know what I was doing. I was drinking. I didn't mean to bother the kid.
0: Well? That's all, Jimerson. Routine questioning. You can go now. Oh, thanks.
4: I hope you haven't got the wrong idea about me. I like children, that's all. Sure. Thanks for coming in. Not at all, Sergeant. Anything I can do to help well, goodbye.
0: Say, Jimerson, I almost forgot. There is one thing. Oh? Since you're the one who found the little girls, we'll have to have you identify the bodies. It won't take long. Uh, Morgue's just across the street, up the bluff. Well, I'd like to help you, but I got an appointment. All you have to do is look at them. won't take you long. Come on, let's go.
4: I'd like to help, Sergeant, but I don't take these things while I get sick. We'll make it play. Out this way. Raining again. I'm sorry, Sergeant. I don't think I'd better go.
0: Just identify him. That's all. It won't take a minute. Maybe if we had
4: a drink before we went in, you can have one after. watch it. There's heavy traffic. Yeah, you know, lights change. We'll have to wait. I need a drink. I can't go in that place without a drink.
0: You'll be all right. Okay, let's go. Morgue's up this way.
4: I can't look at him. I get sick. Don't make me.
0: Nothing to it. You'll see. Here we are. I'm going down the driveway. It's a shortcut. This way.
5: Hi, Joe. Can I help you?
0: Yeah, Archie. Those little girls. Thelma Griswold. Barbara Sperry. Oh,
5: yeah. This way. Please. Right here, Joe. Joe. Yeah, Thelma Griswold.
0: Uncover.
4: Started to yell. Put my hand over a mouse. Then the other kid. I hit them. Too hard. They cried.
5: Joe?
0: That's all. All right. Huh? Let's go.
4: It wasn't my fault. I like kids. I didn't understand.
0: Neither do I, mister. Come on.
1: The story you have just heard was true.
2: Only the names were changed to protect the innocent. On March 18th, trial was held in Superior Court, Department 87, City and County of Los Angeles, State of California. In a moment, the results of that trial.
3: It's amazing how many long cigarette smokers are changing to Fatima. Here's the actual report. From
1: coast to coast, Fatima has more than doubled its smokers.
3: Yes, more and more smokers every day are discovering that Fatima is the best of all
2: long cigarettes. Smokers find Fatima has a much different, much better flavor and aroma than any other long cigarette.
3: They find that Fatima is extra mild because it's the long cigarette which contains the finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos, superbly blended to make it extra mild.
2: Enjoy extra mild Fatima yourself best of all long cigarettes. Claude Willis Jimerson was tried and convicted of murder in the first degree. On April 23rd at 10 a.m., he was executed in the lethal gas chamber at the state penitentiary. You have just heard Dragnet, a series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice for Dragnet comes from the office of Chief of Police W.A. Wharton. You're tuned for the stars on NBC. Thank you.